Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. I'm solid to the crack. Never change me and my son the rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid. Could touch the blue part of the flame. The blue part of the flame. And nothing I just want to roll with those in the Welcome to Sportfire. The sports comedy podcast that doubles as a true crime podcast about Alex Cora. I'm your host, Adam Weinrib, and I unfortunately want to try Chipotle brisket. Not a sponsor. They beg me not to say that. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, asking Satan politely to spare us another St. Louis Cardinals World Series, and promising someone else's soul in exchange, don't care who, wondering if having to care about the Brooklyn Nets violates HIPAA, and on Steeler, the Aaron Rodgers trading app. Big show coming up with Christian McCaffrey post-injury and survivor talk, but first, a quick trip through the headlines. The New York Giants honored Eli Manning at halftime of Sunday's game by inducting him into their ring of honor. The placard was placed on the second deck, and of course, the defense carried it. During the ceremony, irate fans booed team owner John Mara. Oh, don't worry, sir, they're not booing you, said Mara's lackey. They're booing the decisions you've made. Eli Manning gave his best efforts to calm them down, reminding the fans his glory years were also mostly pretty shitty. Justin Tucker kicked a game-winning, NFL record-setting 66-yard field goal to beat the Detroit Lions on Sunday. The record he set? Closest game ever against the Lions. Justin Fields' first NFL start was uninspiring. The quarterback went 6 of 20 for 68 yards, and at halftime he gave a demotivational speech. Nobody outside of this locker room believes in us. And they're 100% right. We have shown them nothing. Now get out there and keep me alive. All I ask. Man, looks like the Bears should have drafted Mac J- Trey Lent. Sorry, Zach Will. Ugh, Trevor Love. Alas, Will and Testament. Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving is reportedly unvaccinated, meaning he's currently not eligible to play in any of the team's home games. That should leave the Nets scrambling to a 72-10 record. This marks the first clutch shot that Irving has ever passed on. Other NBA stars causing a vaccine-related stir on media day included Bradley Beal and Jonathan Isaac. Man, if you put all the unvaccinated players together on one team, they could miss the finals because of contact tracing. Boxer Tyron Woodley got an I Love Jake Paul tattoo on his middle finger, which is easily the most embarrassing way to get banned from a Jewish cemetery. In fantasy football news, the best team in your work league is run by some random freaking girl, am I right? And the worst team is run by you, a man with opinions. Indians outfielder Bradley Zimmer homered off his brother, Royals pitcher Kyle Zimmer, the first time that's happened since 1975. Those brothers? Greg and Dwayne Allman. Dallas Mavericks coach Jason Kidd told star Luka Doncic to trust his teammates with the dynamite quote, I don't know if anybody told Picasso that he has to use all the paints. Well, Jason, I'm not sure either, but I do know Picasso's not really the model for precision passing. Luca, I want you to play like Picasso. Shoot like your nose is on your crotch. 
Week three of the Manning cast was another huge success. The Monday Night Football simulcast featured great guests like Nick Saban, Chris Long, and Peyton's wife walking through the back of the frame to grab her HGH shipment. And according to Joe Madden, the Shohei Otani quote indicating he might want out of LA was actually mistranslated. Otani meant to say he wanted out of Anaheim. That's it. Coming up in a bit, Jenny Gorlick stops by to talk Survivor, everybody. Season 41 is here, finally. Fiji wasn't ready. But first, Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey on what comes next after his hamstring injury. On Thursday night in Houston, star Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey hurt his hamstring and will be sidelined for a large portion of the 2021 season. Now, McCaffrey has done everything for that team and was poised to be the face of the league, so we had to catch up with him to make sure things were all right. Christian, thanks for joining us. How are you holding up? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, I did hurt my hamstring, though, so that hurts. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I knew that. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, take us through that day. When did you know it was bad? Well, I was running, right? Right. Right. Dag. And then my hamstring popped. I'm like, dag, dag it all to heck. I called for the cart and plopped myself on it and started examining my hammy while I drove away. Wow. You, uh, you really do everything for the Panthers. Heck yeah. So as I'm driving, I'm able to clinically diagnose my hamstring. It was hurt. Excellent diagnosis, Doc. Thank you. No problem. So I drive the little car into the tunnel, untie myself from the gurney, grab some crutches, take my jersey off, redress myself in my own fashion line, Christian Ice, diagram 10 plays for the offense so they don't miss me, and then I bounce. You leave the stadium? No, I, I literally bounce on one leg over to the water cooler. Got to put a fresh jug in that thing. You truly do everything for the Panthers. Yeah. You think that's why you got hurt? Yeah. So what's your prognosis? Injury. No, sorry. How long do you think you'll be out? Mm, I'm going to try to be back in four or five weeks. Until then, Olivia and I are just going to ride it out in Montenegro, but not Serbia. Oh, yes. Olivia Colpo, your model girlfriend. No, Olivia Munn. <laughs> you too? <laughs> that, that is very unexpected. Olivia Colpo's also going to be there, though. Just like a classic, what the heck scenario for me. So what's next, Christian? Dag, I don't know. Probably a beach bash or two. Room service. A third beach bash. Get drunk, pee in a bucket. And then it's basically mid-October. Sounds actually way more fun than being on the Carolina Panthers. Are your teammates going to be upset that you're doing all this while they're battling it out for the NFC South crown? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Without me, they have no chance. There's nobody to cook their pregame meal. So you got to assume they won't eat. I usually do the laundry. So those jerseys about to be stinking. And then I typically book the hotels on the road. So I hope those guys learn how to use kayak quick. Or at least how to Google best hotels near me where hot tub hasn't exploded. The Panthers love a good hot tub. As long as it hasn't exploded. You even cook for the team? Yeah, they call me a triple threat. Rushing, receiving, and frittatas. 
exquisite. But don't worry, fans. I'm going to be back out there soon. The only reason I'm not playing is the hamstring injury. As soon as that's gone, I'm going to play football again. Yeah, yeah, man, we, we know. Hey, mind if I plug something real quick? Oh, go ahead. Floor is yours. Okay, guys, I've got an album dropping on October 12th. It's mostly me humming along to karaoke tracks. I've got a dating site launching next week. And yeah, it's called exactly what you think it's going to be called. Christian Bumble. Oh, and also, I play NFL football. So yeah, definitely check that out. Christian McCaffrey, everybody. Yo, I'm coming, Olivia. Christian McCaffrey, folks. Dag feel for the kid even though he seems cooler than me and will be totally fine hey did he say pee in a bucket and now the moment everyone's been waiting for honestly probably since this podcast launched it's survivor time with friend of the show jenny gorlick america's fifth major sport is back okay honestly probably ahead of hockey and maybe baseball so third as Survivor Season 41 premiered last week after a long wait. And so back to talk about the huge return of one of my personal favorite shows is Jenny Gorlick, co-host of the Women's Alliance podcast. Jenny, last time you were here, you played a child. I did. I played a child. I was a character. But right now, I am myself. Yeah, you get to be you and you like Survivor. As far as I know, you love Survivor. So. I love Survivor. I am addicted. And I got into it very late in the game. During pandemic, I started watching it with the group of men that I was quarantining with. I was dating my ex-boyfriend at the time. We went to Michigan for what we thought would be two weeks once the NBA was canceled and Tom Hanks got sick. We were like, we got to get out of the city. <laughs> so we ended up staying there for three months and watched quite a few seasons of Survivor there as a family unit. And then we went to Arizona to stay with his family, his real family, not just his, his fraternity brother's family. And I got his entire family, his parents and his older brother and his fiance addicted as well. So we watched even more seasons when we were together. They're still watching. Our My love with Jeffrey did not continue, but the love for Survivor is strong. Yes, we did. I mean, I, I used to watch growing up. I think I probably got through like season eight or something, not that deep, like mm -hmm. live, and then kind of gave it up when I think I turned like 14. I was like, all right, I think I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm but, over it. I'm a man now. Yeah, I'm an adult. Yeah, as soon as Bar Mitzvah season was over, it was like, all right, I don't need any more <laughs> live Survivor. But we did, I mean, last summer we did all 40 seasons. And oh my God. Almost impossible. In order? You, you know, and your fiance of all people? Yes. Um, but I mean, at a, certain <laughs> wow. point, at a certain point, it kind of became like background noise. It was like you turn it on and during the workday, like seven episodes would rip. You'd like you tear through the ancillary people up top who you're like, that person's fun, mm -hmm. but like not going to win. And now they're gone. Right. They're going to go. Yeah. And then in the evening, you'd be like, all right, we got a final seven or like final eight or whatever. Now <laughs> we got to lock it in. Um, now you blitz through a ton of seasons too. Do you have a favorite season of all time? I do. I love Heroes vs. Villains. Mm -hmm. I love that one so much. I'm, I stand poverty in a big way. Um, I also will never get over Eric giving, or sorry, fans vs. favorites is what I mean. I mm -hmm. love fans vs. favorites. I will never get over um, Eric giving his necklace to the, the Black Widow Alliance. Obsessed with that moment. One of the silliest things I've ever seen on TV. Love it. 
Um, I do love Heroes vs. Villains also, and I like the first Brains Beauty Brawn Kageyan, which was one of the first seasons that I watched. So you vibe a little more with like the do you like all returning players or some returning like fans versus favorites is your favorite like do you love it as a single season or would you like to see more mixed returning oh, i want to see more oldies? of that okay i want to see more of that i love seeing old players versus new players i think that's so much fun i also am really ready and game for the children of former survivor contestants getting mm -hmm. to play sometime in the future just doing a little hunger games kind of moment can't wait for that. I know it's upcoming eventually. I also really do like the blood versus water seasons too, because there's something really fun about watching people who love each other decide whether they're going to stay together or not. Yeah, I didn't think I would. No, I love it. I love family drama. I love, and that's the thing about when you have returning players, they already know each other. They already have, you know, thoughts and feelings and relationships. And I love seeing that play out because I do, I like it to be a little bit like theater. Yeah, just a little. It's a sport, but it's also a play, you know, it's a play. It's a sport. Look, is it a sport? Is it not? This is my podcast. so I'm going to do what I want. I want to talk <laughs> about Survivor and it's back and like there's fresh Survivor. And so now I'm like getting mm -hmm. back in gear and I'm like, damn, this show's fun. Like, this is just what we're going to do this week. Uh, I should know this. Do you own a buff or no? Oh, yeah. I have a buff. I'm not currently wearing it. I also have a personalized buff. I got one made for the Women's Alliance. Okay. So I have one with my face on it and my logo. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, yeah. of course. I, I know. I know you're legit, but I just, I wanted to ask. I have, I have yeah. a, oh my God, it's not in the room with me, but it is in this building. I have an immunity necklace. Oh my God. I'm bringing it. I'm hosting watch parties at tailgate bar in Williamsburg. So I'm bringing the immunity necklace tonight for the team that wins trivia. They win shots at the next week but the immunity necklace tonight. That's extremely legit. Yeah, I mean, if you're in New York and you're into yeah. this, like follow, like I'll give you another <laughs> chance to plug at the end, but like if you're a survivor person and you're in Brooklyn or you want to commute to Brooklyn, uh, Jenny can hook you up, yeah. I really can, yeah. Yes, or she truly can. <laughs> um, I, I really, I really can. But I like, I do like new school, I like a little mix of old school, new school survivor. And I do lean heavier towards the new school seasons. I think the older seasons when people didn't really understand how you could play the game. I, I like it better once there's a lot of strategy involved and there's a lot of history and people who have studied it and are fans of the game playing really hard. And I love when people play silly. Like I like Tony and I like Tyson because they play like fools and that's really fun that they're having fun with it. But I don't like when there are too many new, like, twists and tchotchkes. Like, I'm over the tchotchkes, and that's my big thing that I hate about this new season, season 41. So mm -hmm. I'm fine if it's an all-new season. I'm fine if it's all-new players I don't know yet. Like, these all seem, they seem like interesting people. We got way too much about their backstories. They had fully yes. packaged little intros. That was so weird. It was like, every single person is sad. Like, they picked a season of people who have tragedy in their past. And I'm like, I know that's not the theme, but in every way it did a little bit feel like the theme. And I hate that there are already all of these, like, you have to do this thing. And then if you do this thing, you maybe get an extra vote later, or you have to do this mini challenge before you've even done a regular challenge like that. I do not like, and I do want to take it up with Jeff. Cause I think that's just adding, that's just adding on way too much. Like, I would rather just see people play well because they are good at making social relationships. 
a lot of them had like home movies. Like yeah. people, people's tragic backstories, they were like, um, like you start, you saw B roll of the guy's dad on the farm, and you're like, there's no way this dad's alive. And then, like, obviously, seconds later, of course, like, right, a lot really of like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of like very stitched together, like, sad backstories. And you're right, mm -hmm. mix that with like the fact that they're now rolling dice and putting them in a bucket or, or whatever the what hell is they're that? doing. What is that? I know many toys. Did it. Yeah, too many toys. I don't it. want someone to. I don't want someone to win because of a toy. Mm -hmm. You know, I want someone to win because of strategy. Are you anti fire making challenge to get into like the final four or whatever? Um, yes and no, because yeah. I really do think like okay, I don't want to spoil winners at war for people. Yeah, we won't. We won't. But I will say, and I don't want to spoil other seasons where they've had to go to make fire. I think it can be really dramatic, and I do think because fire represents your life. It is important that by the end of your time on Survivor, you are able to make fire with Flint. That's kind of like the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I do think those challenges are fun to watch. But I agree that it does really fuck up who the winner ends up being based on, like, I don't like the you get to decide who comes with you to the very end. I don't mm -hmm. like that component of it. But I am interested in watch people try to beat each other making fire. That's good TV. So it is good TV. That's good TV. So I'm I'm yes and no on it. And I really think this is my opinion. If you are the person who gets to decide who's coming with you and who has to make fire, you are not gonna win if you don't personally make the fire yourself. You have to prove that you could win in a making fire challenge. Even if it's like, it's good strategy. I don't make fire that well. It's like, no bitch, you better figure out how to make fire and make it fast. And you better go prove that you can make that fire right now or you're losing or you're gonna lose honey. And that's true, ev that's every season, I think. Yeah, because if they uh -huh. don't, then everybody's question at the jury is like, why did you fail at making fire? Yeah, why didn't you make fire? Yeah, you just begged to do it and you can't. Yeah. Um, I will, I'll let you go. Um, oh my God, I was do... that it? Is that all we have? No, I mean, oh, do you want to do more? I was going to just run down this year's season and ask for, for S41 if there's anybody who, like, struck you right off the bat as a contender because that, you're right, that premiere was a bit of a blur. It was kind of like games and, you know, tricks mm -hmm. and sob stories and social stuff. Jeff being like, are we good with come on in, guys? And I someone know. saying we like, are and then then saying we're not like we're so not. there are a lot of distractions is there anybody that stood out to you so i don't remember really any of the names to be honest i have my of cheat course. sheet open because i'm like there were too many people even though i do know that yeah there's a farmer and i know there's the girl the girl who got out her mom died from cancer that's so sad like even though mm -hmm. i have that as sticking points can't remember any names except for evie and mm -hmm. i think evie is the only one that i care about right now because they give me such Zeke energy. And I mm -hmm. love Zeke as a player, like someone who can speak for the audience, who's funny and sarcastic and smart and clearly is going to play a good social game. So I'm rooting for them for sure, but I don't know how they will do. It's too soon to tell. And I wouldn't can bet I say... any money on my taste right now. I'm not going to bet any money on me. Ask me in like a couple weeks who I think will actually take it all. Oh, I mean, yeah, we are far from having like a sure. It's just an inclination. And I will say, 
I like them a lot too, and I didn't know if I would based purely on like the cast interviews or the first five minutes or so. Uh-huh. I am into uh, I like Shan as well for whatever reason. Okay, um, remind me who Shan also... is. <laughs> yeah, I don't Shan. Know who is Shan? Um, the woman who was sort of like uh, saying that she's like the priestess. She's she's oh, like yeah. the, the reverend, like the fun reverend. Yeah, she's a reverend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And I obviously like the football player. We've got Danny in the mix. Of course. Obviously, you're rooting for the professional sportsmen. There's always got to be one a season. Yeah. And sometimes they're famous and sometimes they're not famous. He's not famous. So I feel like that gives him a little advantage. Oh, I like I do like when the professional sportsmen. He's not famous. I I like when the professional sportsmen lie about who they are. And sometimes they have to, yes. sometimes they're legit well-known. And then sometimes they definitely don't have to. And people are like, I don't know who you <laughs> are anyway. So I would never have Right, like, it. don't reveal it. <laughs> I like, um, I like Erica. I, I don't know how she's going to do. She's the one with purple hair, mm-hmm. who is absolutely a millennial. She's a 32-year-old, like, working lady. I like her because I see myself in her a little bit. But I don't know how she's going to do. Because she definitely was a little bit like... She she got offended too openly about the dudes like hanging out and messing around. So I don't know if you can I don't know if your opinions can be that well known, not in your talking head. Yeah. And do well. I tried to draft her in fantasy because I thought she was going to make a mess. I was like, I want drama Mm -hmm. points from her. And then maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Um, I'll let you go on this. Okay. Do you think. So now this season is 29 days. Usually it's 39 days. So it might change the calculation a little bit. Could you survive 29? Do you think you could survive 39? And if you don't, do you think you could survive 29? I don't know. I think about this all the time. And especially, so I spoke to Zeke Mm -hmm. on my podcast. And Zeke brought up some incredible points about mental health on the show. Like, okay, physically, am I ready to play Survivor today? No. Could I train? And would I train if I was asked to go? Absolutely. Would I learn how to make fire in it? advance for sure would i make sure that whatever outfits i suggested to production that they then tell me which one i'm allowed to wear had so many pockets yes am i gonna like be worried about where to put an immunity idol absolutely not i'm gonna have pockets for it up the wazoo but and i know some little secrets because i've I've been talking to former contestants i read the reddit like okay if the camera crew is following you when you're about to go take a poop somewhere private probably you're buying immunity idol like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. will i bring that kind of information with me to the game for sure. But I think I am too bubbly and annoying that I would not be someone that they would be like, we have to let her go early. And I don't know if I would be that helpful in challenges except for maybe the puzzle. Although I got Outplay Puzzles is this like cute little Etsy shop where they make survivor puzzles. Like they make puzzles they play in the game. So I have a couple of those, love Outplay Puzzles. And they are hard. They're actually really hard. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'd be good at the puzzle. And I'm like, wait, I don't know. I don't know actually if I'd be good at, bo- at the puzzle. So I don't know, my answer is I would try my hardest, but I think that they would take me out real fast. Yeah, that, I mean, that's all you can do. All you can do is try. Uh, Jenny, thanks for coming back on. Tell the people a little bit more. Uh, tell people where they can find your podcast and where they can find your watch parties. Okay, so the watch parties are at Tailgate Bar in Williamsburg, Brooklyn very fun there's the best margarita i've ever had actually at this cute little outdoor venue with personal tvs very cute 
And then also a good place to watch sports for all the people who listen, who just are into sports. You can watch sports there too. That's actually the thing they do the most. Mm -hmm. And then, (laughs) and Survivor is a sport. Yes. And then my podcast, if you love Survivor, is called the Women's Alliance podcast. And I host it with my friend, Lita Darmian. And it's a funny and feminist watch of Survivor. Thank you so much. Everybody check them out. Uh, Whether you're sports or non-sports, there's something for you here. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you so much, Anna. Jenny Gorlick, everybody, go to the watch parties, but do not take my immunity necklace. I'm coming for that thing. And now, my final flame. The Major League Baseball pennant race is going down to the wire, with several teams just a stone's throw away, and other teams a longer stone's throw away, where it's unlikely the stone will get to where it's going, but hey, still throw it, right? As long as you've got the stone in your hand, throw that thing. Unfortunately, I can't get excited for the wildcard race because it only reminds me of the things we've lost. When winning the division actually meant something. And also, the milkman. Wither the milkman. For years, nay, decades, there was simply a man in a white coat who would drop bottles of milk on your doorstep. No questions asked. He didn't ask questions like, why do you need this? Just left it and went about his day, making sure the entire neighborhood had milk to drink, freeze, or put in an unhelpful thermometer. Nowadays, seemingly every team makes the wildcard game, followed by the wilder wildcard game and the three-round wildcard handshaking showdown. And once they get there, they don't even receive milk. Really? I guess that's 2014 for you. What happened to pennant races? Picture this. You use a step stool to climb the knot holes in the outfield fence, then vault yourself over the top and flop onto the bullpen. Your milk bottles shatter. Now you're on the field in the middle of the shot heard around the world game and you're covered in milk just because you wanted to learn what it tasted like. So you met the milkman early before your mom had a chance to notice he'd passed by. Giants pitcher Sal Magley asks security what he should do with this milky boy. Before you know it, you're skittering away and stealing signs, sending the Dodgers to the World Series. Ain't that baseball the way it ought to be? It's been a long time now, though. That milk has been dry for 60 years. Ah well, maybe next year. If Joe Manchin lets this reconciliation bill pass. My thanks to Desi Domo and Jed Gorlick. See you next Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.